0: Welcome back to another episode. We're actually going through a major rebrand that we're gonna talk about in the next episode. You've probably maybe seen it on Twitter by now, Uh, but this episode was recorded before that, so enjoy this episode, and we'll explain the entire situation next week. Welcome back to the podcast surrounding internet culture and technology. This week we have a really fun episode and this is episode number two that's going to also be a video podcast. So if you didn't check out our YouTube channel last time, you should, Uh, we're gonna leave it linked below. And if you're watching this on the YouTube channel then be sure to subscribe. What's up Darsh, how are you doing man?
1: I'm doing good actually. I was really about to be like, yeah, so if you guys are watching, uh, like I got to smile for the cameras a little bit. It's like, it's weird. Like we talked about this, I think in the first episode like it's kind of weird being in front of the camera. Or no, that was actually we talked about this in the first episode. That was the one
0: that didn't make. The one that didn't get the cut
1: because like I messed up. But it's weird being on camera because it's like you have to constantly be kind of like checking yourself. Like you have to make sure like you're you're speaking properly, you're looking properly. I have to make sure my back is straight. Like
0: yeah, do me too. I'm like I'm fixing my posture right now. <laughs> yeah, I fix
1: my posture like every five seconds. Like it's weird.
0: Yeah, it, it is kind of weird also like because there is obviously the added time of making sure it looks good. And I talked about this on the last episode too. Getting the eyeline line proper. And getting the mic in frame and everything is like really tough. You're actually using, and we're not going to fully talk about it in this episode, but Rode is hooking us up with a lot of equipment for our podcast. Thank you, Rode. Thank you so Um, much, And you're actually using the pod mic and their arm. Maybe like briefly talk about it. I think that we'll dedicate a segment to it when I get mine as well. But what do you think?
1: Honestly, it's been insane. So like I've been prepping like a new video for YouTube and that video is like using this mic and I literally just like, I was just editing and I was listening to it. And I actually flipped out. Like I went to my I called my brother into my room. I called my sister into my room. I'm like, yo, just like listen to this, listen to this. Like like listen to how this sounds. Like and then I play like an old video back. And the first thing my brother said was, yo, why are you using Safari? It's downgrading your video and your audio quality. I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, I'm like, forget about that. Just like watch the video, see how my old audio used to sound. Now sound, now listen to how my new audio sounds. It sounds so much cleaner. You can hear the bass. You can hear like, it's more vibrant. It sounds more full. It sounds more like a podcast, but like I'm recording a video. So it makes it even better when I'm explaining a product.
0: Yeah, I'm actually, so I'm using the Rode NT USB microphone, which was actually the first microphone that I ever had on the channel. Like that was my first video unboxing it. Mm-hmm. And I actually do think that it sounds pretty incredible still, especially for like a USB mic. But the advantage of the stuff that Rode will be sending us and Dark already knows is I'm basically explaining it to you, uh, the audience. The advantage of it is that um, we're going to be using the same microphone so it'll be easier to edit and make it sound the same. And then there are also XLRs so we can plug it into like an audio interface and get really high quality. Mm-hmm. So I am absolutely stoked because I listened to your audio from the last episode mm-hmm. and it sounds clean.
1: Yeah, no. So again, a huge shout out to Rode for sending this stuff out. I didn't bring it up last episode because I was like, oh, like we haven't, actually like you haven't gotten yours yet so i did not want to like make it see- like make it kind of weird or anything like that but
0: yeah i think that we'll probably talk about it again when i get it
1: oh no when you get it like this is going to be a game changer like i've been saying this for time it's going to be a game changer just the way that everything is
0: yeah also because it looks so much better like versus having the mic on like a teeny tripod mic stand like it will be on a boom arm like right here like it will look pretty clean
1: no it's gonna look super clean i think it's gonna add to the video effect of it all it's just gonna make it seem more like a podcast and that's one of the things i'm really excited about
0: all right i'm gonna switch up the order of our outline here because i think that this feels natural let's talk a little bit about the challenges of a video podcast like what we've encountered what we feel like when we're doing it like remotely and then how we're like our strategic approach to youtube
1: uh yeah for sure why don't you get started on that
0: okay uh, so, it will be edited out of the episode, but Darsh and I just had a connection issue where we basically both froze on each other's end. We use Zoom for these podcast recording sessions, and then we both also record our audio separately, and then Luke is like a mastermind and edits it all together. So, I think the first thing is technical issues. Like, do you remember... What was it, episode three? I had to record in a totally different place because the Wi-Fi wasn't working in this room.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And like I think that's one of the greatest things. That was actually pretty good that we weren't doing video at the time too, because it would have thrown off the entire set. That would have sucked. Yes, yeah, so like the huge thing is just honestly, like we are remote. We've never really said that we weren't. Like we've always been like we're doing this remotely, like both Jack and I are in different countries.
0: That's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's crazy. I think I think we're one of the only podcasts that does that. Cause like from my understanding, all the podcasts I listen to is two people sitting in the same room. Yeah. You and I are doing this over Zoom. I think that's really it gives us an edge. It's different differentiation at its finest
0: <laughs> although like something about in-person podcasts which obviously people aren't really doing now either like the angles look a little bit better because oh, you can get course. like the wide angle of like yeah people at, like the desk but i think we're doing pretty well considering that it is remote
1: yeah no, i think based on the fact that it is remote we're still doing pretty good and i think that just the way that we've set it up i think it's gonna i think it's great so if you guys are watching or even listening definitely let us know what you guys think of the video like of the quality of it the quality of the audio everything just give us some feedback we love hearing your feedback
0: what would you say is like the biggest challenge that we faced with converting to like video as well?
1: Okay, okay, this is just like this might be just for, you know I think this is for you too the camera like like being able to keep your camera rolling for this much time and like so like at least for me, I only have one battery. So it's kind of like, if this dies, like I'm screwed. <laughs> like,
0: oh yeah, true. What did you do last time?
1: Uh, no, I just make sure my camera's fully charged.
0: Wow, I'm surprised it lasts though.
1: The like, podcast only runs for like 45 minutes. We're recording and like, we're actually just like talking for at least an hour and a half whenever we're like, we do the setup and talk and stuff in between. So like, usually I turn off my camera whenever I can. And then you gave me the idea of keep my battery door open, which I'm doing for this episode. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, but my biggest issue is literally been my camera. Because like for all of my videos before I started doing the podcast, I didn't realize that my like camera could be connected to my screen and I could just see it on like my, my monitor. Like I'm literally looking at my monitor right now. The camera's right here, monitor's up here and it's just, it's, it's so different.
0: How do you do it? So is it just like an HDMI cable or like yeah, what's your setup? Yeah, so set
1: uh, the A6300 has a mini HDMI. So I have that connected to my monitor. Okay. So my monitor only has one HDMI port. So I have an HDMI switcher okay, so that I can have my Xbox, my laptop, and my camera connected to it because my new A-roll angle for videos is going to be uh, in a similar spot. So I don't have to... Because I was using like Sony's... They have like a remote app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was using that for remote monitoring and I'm like, this is so laggy. Like, and I'd have to like... It would just be really weird to try to get myself in focus because I've talked about this before. Like, my camera is uh, manual. It's manual focus. Yeah. So like, everything is is so much, it's a lengthier process, I guess.
0: That's interesting. I also would say that one thing that's really interesting actually is that you and I are normally like on the same wavelength and we normally like agree about everything, but it's super interesting. I, You probably know where I'm going with this.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Was, we were working on the first draft of the videos with Luke and like figuring out the style that we want to do on the channel. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of keen on no background for when we're side by side, just like us full screen next to each other. And you were more keen on the background effect. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first time that we've had like a different perspective on something yeah but i think that's like super interesting this actually it's a great time to plug it let us know which one you prefer because we're still obviously in the deciding process so if you watch it on the youtube channel let us know which one you like better i don't think that there's necessarily like one that looks horrible
1: mm-hmm. i think they both look good
0: yeah i think that they both look pretty good but i think it's like it's interesting obviously because with audio there's not as many like decisions yeah but with video, there is. There's
1: so much, so many more decisions, especially with editing and like everything like that. The entire process is completely different.
0: Yeah. But like, I feel like for the most part, you and I like are always aligned, but that was just like a small one that um, isn't really a big deal either way. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what people think about uh, both of them. I actually kind of, the background grew on me a little bit. Like, I still don't love it, mm-hmm. but I like it a lot. More than I did when I initially
1: saw it. Yeah, no, it's actually funny though because I think there was an uh, there was a tweet. We got a tweet. So by the way, if you guys are listening and you guys aren't following us on Twitter or Instagram, check it out. Uh, links down below at the TS Pod. But anyway, people have been tweeting at us, and someone actually tweeted a question, being like, "Oh yeah, like do you guys like have you guys argued like what what like do you guys have fights? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys <laughs> have fights about like creative processes or anything like that." And I was like, at the time, we're like, "No, like we never had one. This is like the first disagreement we've had, or like like we weren't seeing eye to eye on something." Dude, it I'm,
0: wasn't even like a fight. It wasn't it was even a really fight. Just it was like it was just like, "Oh yeah, like, like one of us being like yeah like I don't know.'" if i loved that and the other one being like no like, i like that a lot
1: yeah but like I, I just thought it was interesting i literally messaged you too and i'm like this is hilarious like it's it's hilarious because yeah. like we actually have a disagreement for the first time like this is like a milestone
0: yeah <laughs> that's how you know
1: that's how you know yeah
0: and then literally we were like all right like we'll try it and we'll see like Darshan are pretty easygoing so you will be the deciding factor and if we keep the background or not exactly but yeah i i think it's i think it's so interesting and like the video podcast as well like I don't know if you watch the clips yet, but I watch like the four that are going live on the channel from episode 10. Mm -hmm. And like, there is definitely a really nice added element when you have the video to go alongside it. Like if I show a phone or something like I'm excited about the YouTube channel, like it is a lot of work and there are like logistical things, but the idea of getting four videos out a week is really exciting to me.
1: That baffles me. That, battle, I have, I've never been able to post a video a week now, now let I've four videos a week of high quality, like good audio, everything. And we're talking about like relevant things. So like, I'm super stoked for it. Yeah. Speaking of relevant things though, I actually want to ask you because, so the Tab S7 just came out, right? Yeah, yeah. You were in a commercial for Samsung. Oh, I wanted to bring yeah, this yeah. up because we we briefly touched on it last week and I wanted to bring it up with you because... Like that's dope. I want to hear more about it. Like that process and stuff. That sounds so super, super dope.
0: Yeah, thank you. It was really cool, actually. So, um, for anyone listening, huge disclaimer: anytime I work with a brand, I only do one off with the brand. So I never sign like a. I I won't say never, but like I'll tell you if I ever sign a long term agreement with a brand, and I don't sign long term agreements with. Brands that I review because obviously that would be like unethical.
1: That's offering a bias for like everything that you're doing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I I don't do that. All the contracts I have signed are like one off. Like, so this one, for anyone that doesn't know, and we'll leave a link in the show notes, but it was a really cool opportunity where uh, Samsung reached out to me, this PR branch, and they were like, we're putting together a commercial where we basically get reviewers' takes on uh, a brand new product, the Tab S6 Lite, Mm -hmm. which is student oriented. So it kind of makes sense. Like, Being from that perspective of both like tech and student, um, it kind of seemed like a good fit. But interestingly enough, everyone else in the commercial had already made a full review. And then Samsung just licensed the footage from them after the fact, which they've done with me as well. So it's basically like you give a full review, you have no idea Samsung's going to want to work with you. And then they're like, oh, we really like what you said around five seconds. Can we buy that to use? And what's really interesting about that and what I really like about Samsung is that they'll always say at the end of the video, like to check out the full review and then they put the link. To make sure that like they're not just taking the good parts without showing the bad but I hadn't made a review yet so they were like we want to work with you on this and I was like all right like I'm amped but here's the deal I never do paid reviews and it can't be pitched as a paid review. Mm-hmm. And we kind of went back and forth on that, and they were, like, really okay with it, but it just, like, took, like, how are we going to phrase this, and how are we going to make it clear? So I think that they did a really good job. They just said that they commissioned me for the shots, which was true, and then they gave me, like, creative control about what I said. So for anyone that doesn't know, the process of creating a commercial with a brand is different every time, but for this particular one, it started out with an email of interest. I responded back with the rate for the production and the licensing agreement, so they were licensing it for a certain amount of time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which basically means they're allowed to use that footage, so I always keep ownership of the footage, but then license it uh, for a brand to use it. And for any YouTuber that's listening to this, you should always charge a licensing rate. They should not just get that for free unless it's built into your rate. So They uh, agreed to that, we got into the contract form, I bring up the review thing, they're like okay with it, and then they send me a portfolio, which basically is like, here's what the main objectives of the video are, here are the main shots we want you to get, and here are the highlights of the product, and then creative control from there. Mm -hmm. So I basically just shot a bunch of different takes to camera saying things like, the display is stunning, and only things that I genuinely believed, And then I color graded all that footage. I took a ton of B-roll shots, like overhead, um, doing certain things. Because the benefit of working with me, since I hadn't made a review yet, was they could ask me to get shots that the other reviewers didn't get. Mm -hmm. Because like, if you made a review of the Tab S6 and you didn't have a shot of the S Pen, they couldn't ask you to add that in after because the review's already up. But since I hadn't made a video yet, they were able to like ask me to get certain shots that they needed to like fill in the gaps. Yeah. So I took a bunch of B-roll shots and then I didn't even edit it. They color graded it and then I just sent them all the raw clips and then they put it all together and whoever edited it did a fantastic job. It was so well done. Yeah. It was incredible. So they did an amazing job in that. It was such an exciting project to be part of because obviously like as a filmmaker and a YouTuber, like it's extremely humbling and flattering to have like a brand of that size want to work with you and want you to like film something for a national or international ad. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. But obviously when I get the tab S7, there will be uh, a fully unbiased review. So I'm I'm amped about it though. It was a really cool project.
1: Yeah, no, actually, me too. I'm really amped about this. So I actually have the Tab S6. I've had it for I think like they gave gave it me on loan like six months ago, and then like I think because of quarantine, they never asked for it back. Okay. So I'm literally like, I was putting off my review till the end of my school semester because I wanted to be like one semester with the Tab S6. I wanted to upgrade oh, it as a student device. Good title. Yeah, and then. COVID happened and I ended up going fully online and I was like, yeah, this is useless now. Yeah. Cause like I can't really do it in my, I can't really do it in my apartment by my university. I can't do it like in, like I was gonna like do shots in like lecture halls and stuff. I was like, this is gonna be oh, perfect.
0: Oh, dude, that would have been really cool. Yeah.
1: Um. So instead now I'm phrasing, I'm planning to do this review in the next two weeks and it's gonna be like a uh, back to school. Is the Tab S6 still worth it? Okay. Cause the Tab S7 just came out. And so it means the Tab S6 is gonna be kind of, to me at least, I see it as like a Tab S6 light now. Like it's like it's competing with the Tab Essex Lite.
0: Is it the Lite or is it the regular?
1: No, it's the regular, but I'm saying it's going to compete with the Tab S6 Lite because it's going to be a price drop. It's not, it's like not going to be as expensive and the Tab S7 just came out. So it's going to be like a little bit behind in terms of like spec and stuff.
0: Now, what do you think about, Brandon, because I was thinking about this, doesn't it inherently like seem like the Tab Essex Lite is a generation behind versus the Tab S7 even though it's still like the newest product in that line because they have a different number
1: yeah like in terms of branding it seems like it is behind but I feel like in the okay I feel like they shouldn't have named it Tab S6 Light. it should have been like Tab Light.
0: yeah I agree because otherwise it sounds like it's like behind like I don't know like I would never now go into a store and like not I would still buy it but like I'd be like maybe a little bit more confused like is it a generation older, but it's still the most current right now? So
1: yeah, exactly. That's that's why I was like the Tab S six is the same thing as like buying like an iPad seventh gen that has Apple Pencil support versus buying the eighth gen because the seventh gen is cheaper, like something like that.
0: Now, are you using it at all for your actual like your new job? Because your job is in education tech.
1: Yeah, actually. So uh, my job is in education tech. Uh, I've been like I haven't used it as much because like at least for the past two weeks I've been doing a lot of market research. Okay, so I've been looking into like different companies that are all in the ed tech space. And like literally, I know so much now about all these companies and what they do and like the amount of like work and like the cool stuff they have. So like I was looking into LMS, which is a learning management system. So companies can use this to like help upskill their employees or like schools can use this. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever used Desire to Learn, Edmodo, Google Classroom, stuff like that in your classes. So now because everything's online, so many companies are looking for or so many schools are looking for LMS systems that essentially will allow you just to go fully online and like just do all of your classes online type thing.
0: Are schools in Canada online again?
1: It's like it's different province to province. Same ways, it's probably different state to state. Okay, and at least for a while I'm in Ontario, um, so I know the the kindergarten and the elementary schools are all going to going back. They're gonna be half class sizes but like it's still it's, it's really mad. i don't really want to get into the politics of it all but it's kind of like like my mom is a teacher and she's like a kindergarten teacher and she's like scared she's like this is gonna this is this this is like i don't know how this is gonna be like we're going back into a time of covid it's gonna be
0: terrible and like
1: we're not gonna be able to go online so like how is this gonna work out
0: yeah i don't think we should get political either but my personal opinion is that we should not be going back until it's safe
1: yeah so i know for elementary and and uh, kindergarten it's like that and then i think for middle and high school like middle school and high school they're doing like uh like a blended like like half classes in class half classes at home okay because they can still because like at least for middle school kids like they can stay home alone
0: oh I didn't even think about that yeah
1: that way they can come in for half the classes and then they can dip and then do the rest at home and then high school kids are just getting like as many classes they can online then like the couple that they have to do in person they do in person okay for me I'm fully online but I'm still moving back to my my apartment because I was like eh like I like being I like living on my own I like having the ability like my freedom and like being able to control my own hours and stuff
0: it's gonna look sick also right
1: yeah no isn't it
0: like a cool place it's
1: a really it's like i'm moving to a new apartment because like all my friends are like doing uh they're on, all on work terms so like they are going to be working throughout the fall term so i was like ah everyone's gone i'm just a live bit randos and live in like a nice apartment like a really bougie apartment like i'm just gonna <laughs> like a little splurge a little bit and go to a nice apartment and because of covid it's like cheaper too so i was like might as well yeah um but yeah no like it's been really cool and in terms of ed tech Insane stuff. I've been learning a ton. With um, like the amount of, there's so many things with AI in it. Like AI, machine learning is so prevalent in the edtech space because it's like, have you ever used like Duolingo, for example, like to learn another language? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so like that's kind of machine learning in a sense because it's learning off of each of the each of the customers that are using it to help teach you better. That's and there's a bunch of other companies that do the same thing. There's one company I was literally reading that like they use an AI to go through like a ton of like basically do a Google search and like a, to go into a search engine. And using AI, they'll basically find all the content you need to teach a certain subject.
0: That's kind of like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to see more and more innovation in that space.
1: Exactly. I think it's going to, it's its definitely going to be really, really cool, I think.
0: All right, dude, we've been talking for a while though. I think our cameras are on the verge of shutting off. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to be right back. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about Darsh's departure from tech videos, Instagram reels, uh, and some other stuff we like this week. So excited to
1: be back after this short break. All right, everybody, welcome back from the break. Hope you guys got something to drink, maybe some coffee, maybe some cold brew. Well, I guess coffee is cold brew, but... Uh,
0: They're distinctly different, though. Cold brew is infinitely better than just regular coffee. Yeah,
1: I tried getting cold brew, but they were out. That's a bummer. But I do want to touch on something that you did bring up, and... Uh, so I'm dropping tech videos. I'm I'm no longer making tech videos.
0: Dude, that's a big statement. <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: it's pretty bold. Um, Well, I thought, you know, tell the podcast fam first because I feel like our podcast audience is a lot more intimate and like we know, like, we kind of keep them in touch with what we're going and what we're doing more often.
0: Yeah, I would almost, like, say, like, I think Colin and Samira said this too, like, the podcast audience is, like, they, like, know you.
1: Yeah, they know you because they listen to you, like, talk more candidly than you would actually. Yeah. And, like, in videos. so essentially, just to kind of bring this down, I'm not like leaving, leaving tech videos. Rather, I want to expand my channel. Okay. I feel like for like the longest time I told you about this, so I guess I'll, I'll tell the audience too. <laughs> Basically I've, I've been making tech videos for five years and like, though I haven't made a ton of videos, like I think I only have like 60 or something.
0: Wow. What are you really?
1: Yeah. I think I only had like 60 videos, 70 videos, something like
0: that. that. I feel like you had more. That's surprising.
1: No. Cause I never really, I feel like at the beginning I was really amped to make videos and I was constantly making them. And then like, I think by like, my senior year of high school, I started feeling like more burnt out. And like, I felt like I didn't have enough time to make these videos. And then when I went to university, I thought I was going to change. Then I started making other content. Like I started doing, I would worked as uh, like a, a content creator for my university's residence department. So I did that for my first year. Yeah, and that was really, really dope I was making videos about like cool tricks in dorm rooms like uh, like we had a couple of contests and I was doing commercials for that and like the videos that I made weren't even just like Posted on the social media. They were like playing in the like residences like oh, no way That's cool in the dorm buildings like on the main floor There's a giant like flat screen by the main desk and like my face was on it <laughs> And then like from my understanding they were using my videos to like teach like first years how to do it Like when I came in a second year they were showing first years to take my videos to use them as examples okay and i realized like i i have a huge drive to make things i love content creation in general and like tech is something that's really close to my heart and that's why like the podcast is a really cool outlet because i can talk to you about tech basically every week which is dope yeah but i feel like for video wise like i don't really have that drive anymore to make just standard tech reviews i feel like i want to do more like story-based, like storytelling kind of. So like I got a flip phone from Alcatel. It's no fold phone, nothing like that. It's just a flip phone. And I want to make a video 24 hours living with a flip phone. And I basically be a vlog style of me freaking out about a flip phone or maybe even loving the flip phone. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. Or like the LG Velvet, for example, I thought about this, this example the other day. It's um, made for content creation. It's made so like you can record video. Like, yep, yeah, there's this voice bokeh effect and stuff like that. I wanted to take it to downtown Toronto, go in the middle of a busy, busy, busy street and tell a story. Like literally just sit down and tell a story. Like anything. Yeah. And just test that camera out. And I think you use that in a, in, a, in a cool way. Or like I have other video ideas like what was one of them? Oh, I want to tell the history of coffee. But like not just the history of coffee. I want to tell about why coffee is addicting and at the same time why it's also really good for your brain.
0: So kind of like almost like video essays in a way.
1: Yeah. So it's like kind of like video essays, but then at the same time, I also want to be able to still do some tech reviews here to there with like some cool tech that I want to check out. Like if I get the Tab S7 in, I'm definitely going to make a video about that. Whether it's going to be like a a proper review or it's going to be like, I use a Tab S7 and try to teach myself how to draw or like, I want to do a video about making music. We got these cool mics in. I want to, like one of my friend raps and I was like, yo, if I call you down to my apartment uh, in Waterloo, like, would you come and like, like spit a verse for me and I can mix it and I can like make a video about how I'm learning how to make music. Yeah. I love that. So like, it's something I feel like I've been really burnt out with tech and I don't want to just like cut it off completely. But at the same time, I want to do more than just tech. I want to do anything and everything.
0: Just to be clear with everyone, we're still doing the podcast and the podcast still is tech.
1: The podcast is saying everyone, the podcast is staying.
0: (laughs) It's just that Darsh's YouTube channel is not necessarily only going to be tech, but the podcast is very much the
1: same yeah like i'm still landing on like doing tech videos on occasion whenever i find something cool that i want to check out or like tech kind of related videos like uh, i'm doing an everyday carry video yeah, that's coming yeah. up that i that i was doing that even before i decided to drop tech as like a main niche like a company reached out it literally was overnight like i just woke up one morning at like seven by accident i meant to wake up at nine I woke up at seven and i checked my email and this guy's like hey we have this uh like company it's called plane supply okay and uh we have some really cool products we want to know if you want to check out our new watch and I, I'm a huge watch fanatic. I love watches. I have like seven watches. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me check it out. I want to look at it. So I looked online. And I found I'm like, yo, this is dope. They have like a Disney watch. They have these cool bracelets and stuff for men. And I was like, yo, like, can you send me all this stuff? They're like, yeah, sure. Just include it in like a video. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I want to do an everyday, everyday carry video anyway. I think this would be perfect to add to it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'll check that out. And they're like, can you do something for my followers? They're like, yeah, we'll give them a, like a discount link. And I'm like, better yet like that works for me so i was like like that kind of stuff like stuff that i'm really interested in like i love fashion i love music i love filmmaking like everything i want to do i'm gonna do on my channel now which i'm super excited for
0: yeah and that's kind of like why we both love the podcast so much because i feel like we just talk about anything we want to
1: yo literally like we talked about like for like three episodes we talked about tiktok and yeah. like in quarantine tiktok is like our entire lives which i think is hilarious but well it's my entire life I can't speak to you. I can't speak for you, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't really use it that much, but I'm, like, fascinated by it. Yeah. It's so funny, though, that you bring this up and, like, bring up storytelling because I think that there is going to be a storytelling innovation in the tech space because everyone has been doing very similar style videos for a long time. Yeah. Get the A-roll, the B-roll review. Like, standard. And I love it. But... I think that there is something missing and I think that tech is like one of the few niches that hasn't really been affected by storytelling in the same way as all the other niches. Yeah. So I was just talking to Leroy about this the other day. There's going to be a major storytelling innovation in tech and the person that does it is going to be like the next Peter McKinnon, the next Casey, the next Marquez in terms of creating the change in the space. Like Marquez made high quality tech a role and b-roll videos the standard yeah exactly Casey made high quality storytelling with a bunch of different shots and angles the standard for vlogging and then Peter kind of adapted on that and made cinematic slow-mo the style yeah right so they've all kind of created huge impacts in the space that are felt in everyone's videos whether or not the creator actually knows that it, it's from Peter McKinnon or from Marquez like it is
1: yeah it's like they're like the they're like the like the point of innovation like they're like where it all started and branched out from there and like grew even bigger
0: yeah and i think that there's going to be another one and it could be you honestly because you're (laughs) changing from just tech and you're integrating storytelling like i think that there is going to be something there and i don't know what it's going to be but we're on the brink and i was just reading a book yesterday and i'm not like fully through it yet but it's called imagine and it's all about the creative process and they told three different stories about how Every innovation that we've had, for the most part, comes from when you feel like there's nothing else. Like, you're burned out, like you.
1: Yeah, literally, literally, this is how I feel. Like, I feel burned out. I feel like I've been following a cookie cutter recipe.
0: Yeah, it feels, like, stale. And they were talking about the example that they gave, and I just talked about this on a podcast I was a guest on yesterday, but they were saying the example that they gave was about a mop, and they hired this team, um, the company that innovative mops, I forgot who it was, and they were like, we need to fix the mop, we need to innovate on it, we need to sell more mops. Mm. And all they were focused on was the mop. And then this one guy was like, why are we innovating on the mop? The mop is done and it sucks. Why don't we just create a new product? And then that's how Swiffer got started.
1: Yeah, it's it's always just a miss, something missing in the market. That's when everyone's like, okay, cool, we need something new now. We need something different. Let's yeah. just expand on this and grow it.
0: And then it was like an epiphany and they were like, why haven't we had something like this? Why are we using this crappy mop, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's like kind of the same thing with tech. Like, yes, the tech videos are amazing and I don't think that we'll ever see them like disappear, but there's room for a, a, a variation of style that gets the same thing done where it's still an engaging tech video, but it's different. The same way the Swiffer is different than the mop. Mm-hmm. And reading that. Book, like I didn't really relate it to this until yesterday. I was just like thinking about it because I was thinking like, what can I do to change my style, to make it more engaging and to make it like, because there's so many tech channels, how can I make it so someone wants to come to my channel? Like what's going to be my unique value proposition? And I felt like kind of like put up against a wall about it. And I was talking a lot with Leroy about it. And I just think that there's going to be some type of innovation. And I think it's kind of more so to what you're doing, which is doing a lot of different things, but involving tech. So I'm amped to see it. That's, like, my long way of saying I'm amped to see what you do.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I started thinking about it, too, and I was, like, like, I've been following a cookie-cutter recipe for so long. It's literally, like, I feel like a lot of reviews, like, follow the same recipe, and, like, that's where, like, people start showing it, like, sh- like, start standing out when they do something different. Like, for you, you give, an, you offer, for one, the female perspective on tech, which yeah. is very underrated and, like, unseen in tech in the tech space. And on top of that, you add good A-roll, good B-roll, and a connection with your audience. Thank you, man. And then there's, like, there's, like, Marquez. Of course, who like who like revolutionized the game in terms of quality. It's like the standard. Like he's the standard, he's the golden standard. Everyone I know, even if they don't follow tech videos, they've watched at least one or two of Orkaz's videos because they're like, Oh, I need to check out the new iPhone. I want to check it out. His videos like the first up and so on and so forth. Like Jonathan Morrison, he has like a mix of like gaming setups with amazing A-roll with like this mix of like everything. And he has like this entire company built around him and Austin Evans. So like that's really cool. So like I don't know, I feel like like for so long there's been this cookie cutter recipe that a lot of people follow. And like for me, that's probably why I never grew an audience. But I started thinking, like, I love watching, like, certain things, like, learning, like, people learn random things or, like, Mr. Beast videos. And, like, if I like watching it, I want to start making stuff like that that I would like to watch.
0: Like, our audience probably isn't just interested in tech. You could probably, there's probably an audience that's interested in the multiple niches.
1: Exactly. And I was like, I think my friends would be really, really interested in this. And I was like, okay, well, I have, like, almost 2,000 followers on Instagram. If I have 2,000 followers on Instagram, at least 1,000 of those are people that I actually know. So if those 1,000 people actually find what I'm making interesting, that's a 1,000 views per video that I can count on, maybe even 600. Yeah. And then I have my subscriber base. I have 2,000 subscribers. Maybe let's say a third of them are really interested in what I'm doing. 700 700 views. Yeah. So that's like, it's a consistent, like, it's kind of just like, even if I'm breaking off, I think it'll be really, really cool. And I feel like for a lot of tech, like, channels, the same thing. Like, the more they expand and do more things, like iJustine, for example, start out with, like, I think, all about Apple and everything, and then started moving into cooking and gaming and tech reviews and everything. Under the rainbow, like they're talking about the Samsung Galaxy S twenty or say Note twenty in their podcast, and I'm like, I'm like, holy, like, like she she started off with all Apple everything, and now it's like Samsung, LG, looking at like everything under the rainbow. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I even tweeted about this yesterday. Mister Who's the boss? I think is going to be like an innovator in the space, and he kind of already is. And I think that in a lot of ways, his content is kind of where the industry is going a little bit because it's a ton of storytelling, it's really fast paced and interesting. The A-roll and b is beautiful, and it's still tech. Like. I love his channel and I think that he does so many things right and it's incredibly impressive um, and I think that your channel is going to be the next big thing as well. Like, I'm, I'm super amped about this decision.
1: Thank you. I actually I really appreciate it. It means a ton coming from you especially and actually on Mr. Who's the Boss I remember it was like 2016 it was like I was a year into my channel or like no 2017 a year two years in my channel and Mr. Who's the Boss followed me on Twitter Wow. and this was like a monumental day in my, in my, my YouTube career because I, like, I was like this is the first big big person like see my stuff and like actually follow me. And uh, I messaged him. He shut on us immediately because I got access to his messages, DMs, and I was like, "Hey, man, um, thanks so much for following me. I'm a huge fan of your stuff. Um, keep it up. You're amazing. Uh, if you ever want to collab, let me know." And he messaged me back. He like, "Yo, man, I'm actually a huge fan of yours. Love your content. Um, keep it up, it. and definitely we'll keep you in mind." I mean, I don't know if he actually watches my stuff. I don't know if he's just saying that. but
0: No, I'm sure he does. No, he seems like such a nice guy. And your stuff is dope, man.
1: Yeah, no. Like, Arun's super, super nice. And um and then even, like, John Rettinger, yesterday, I sent you a tweet. Like I sent you a picture of us on Twitter. Yeah. I commented on his on his picture and his, on his videos, Instagram Reels, about the LG Velvet. And I was like, yo, man, uh, you want to collab and be in my video? Because I was like, hey, if you want to talk about cameras, the cameras on the LG Velvet, I would love that because I hate doing camera... Com- camera comparison, camera reviews, Cause I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm anyone to speak about like camera quality. Okay. So like usually that's whenever like I do like a camera comparison or I do a a video like, and I talk about the camera. I'm always like, here are a couple pictures that I took. If you like them and you like the quality, you make that decision for yourself. Cause I don't know if it's good or not. I don't know if like my opinions on the cameras is good enough. Okay. So I was like, if you want to do it, he's like, yeah, man, happy to. So I sent him a, a DM on Instagram. I haven't heard back yet, but if this actually goes through, this would be dope. It'd be a nice It'd be a nice exit to the tech space too. It's just like dip with John Rettinger <laughs> in like my, my last tech video, like full tech video.
0: It's so funny you mentioned the camera stuff because I actually just posted a new video on the day that we're recording this, which was a Note 20 Ultra camera test.
1: Saw it, amazing.
0: Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, um, I'm really happy with the way that A-Roll came out in that. Um, I feel like I'm finally like adapting a little bit to this space, mm-hmm. which I would hope so because it's been like seven months. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I posted that video and that video is doing so well. The click-through ratio right now is 14%.
1: Holy, that's actually, that's so much.
0: Yeah, it's like kind of crazy. And I, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, the podcast audience, I don't love making camera comparison videos or camera test videos at all.
1: You told me this before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. First of all, number one is a tremendous amount of work, which like I'm fine to put in the work because the results are normally there. And I know that my audience really likes it. Number two, I'm definitely not the best photographer in the world. And there are people that love to tell me that in the comments. and I always make it really clear in the video. Like this is just like, I'm trying it out. Mm -hmm. It's just like what I'm taking. Yeah. And then number three, it takes a ton of like editing of like tedious editing so i love editing but like it's like adding a text layer zooming in like just like all the worst parts of editing are needed every time i make this video or any video like it and i have two more coming out next week So I don't love them, but they always, or 99.9% of the time they perform. And also my audience, like my subscribers really seem to like them. So I'm always going to make them, I think. But it is so interesting that like sometimes like you're not always aligned with what you love to make and what your audience wants to see. And it's really funny because I was talking about this like the other day as well. Like you have to figure out what you like to make, but then also what the algorithm wants people to see. Because a lot of creators are like, my videos aren't getting views. The algorithm's against me. But the reality is they're making quote-unquote selfish content, which is like content that they find fulfilling but that no one else does. Mm -hmm. And if your goal is to grow, then you can't make selfish content because you want people to see it and I just did like this, um, remember how on the last episode I was talking about how I talked to those YouTubers Yeah. and I like did a call with them. Yeah. So that call ended up happening. It was like legit two hours. It
1: was two hours long?
0: Yeah. It was legit. such a long call. Basically, I promised I would audit some channels. Um, that was like the promise. And I, my, at an hour and a half in my voice was like shot cause I was just talking.
1: Wait, wait hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you do like a full audit like you did in my channel? Like, yeah. Like a full, full, oh my God. Like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I have to give you an applause. You. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So I do two of them. Mm. There was like maybe 15 people on the call. So I do two of them and I'm like, all right, guys, like, I think it will be generally be like the same advice for everyone. So I'm going to like only do a couple and I do two and then someone's like, like, could you do mine? And I ended up doing like seven of them because I would be like last one and then someone would just said another one. So a lot of them are doing really effective things, actually. But I think like a lot of the people not that group specifically, but just people in general don't realize that the algorithm wants you to create content that it wants to share. Like this video that I just posted today that got a 14% click through ratio was no better in my opinion than another video that I made that got like a 6% click through ratio, but people were just more interested in and the algorithm noticed that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like the one thing that I, I don't know, I'm not like the biggest fan of, especially right now is we talked about this like earlier, like with my, like me wanting to move like from the tech space. It's like, like, I think if you want to grow, yeah, you have to play the algorithm to the best of your ability. But, like, at least for me, like, I don't really care about growing anymore. I've been stuck in the same place forever. I'm realistically, I don't know if I'll ever be like a, like a famous YouTuber.
0: Okay. I disagree with that, but okay.
1: Like, I don't know if I ever will be, but like, even if I, even if I do, like, I want to be off like, my own merit. Like, in a sense, like, I want to just like, blow up off a video and then keep creating content that that group of people like like keep getting the kind of I like I want to hit that niche of people that are just like me who want to watch like, this wide variety of stuff yeah who want like because I feel like when you subscribe to a YouTube channel it's like you're subscribing to like a television network yeah you're like okay like this is the food network I'm only going to get food this is like Disney I'm only going to watch Disney sitcoms that are like all like like ha ha, ha, ha in the background all the time <laughs> like, I, like, like I don't want to like I don't want to be like that I want to be like a channel that offers everything like,
0: yeah, I mean think about like Vox, right? Box covers like a million different topics, mm-hmm. but we all watch it because we all learn something. Yeah. So I think it's possible. I just think it takes more time to grow a channel that has multiple niches, but I don't think that like you're never going to become a full-time YouTuber. I think that you will eventually.
1: Well, I don't know. I think we'll definitely see. But so I want to talk a little bit about Insta- Instagram reels. Uh, okay. So basically I was having this argument this morning with a friend. They sent me an Instagram reel and they hate TikTok. This, like my friend of mine, he hates TikTok. He thinks it's like a whack platform. He's like, I don't want my stuff. I don't want my, like my privacy stolen or whatever. I was like, I don't know if this is actually hundred percent true, but he was like, yeah, like, I don't want my privacy stolen or anything stolen. So I was like, okay, cool. But you just sent me an Instagram reel and you said you don't like the premise of, of TikTok either. And it's interesting to see how like Instagram Reels come in and all the people who are like, I'm not downloading TikTok are like using Instagram Reels like a ton. And they're like, they're not even realizing that it's basically TikTok. Yeah, like like I saw you've been posting a ton of Instagram Reels. And, I mean, they've been doing pretty well too. I'm not even gonna lie.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're calling me out right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am using Instagram Reels and I kind of have a defense for it, but I also really don't. And I wanted to know like your overall thoughts on it, but I think that it's really nice that it's built into the Instagram app on the one hand, because it feels like it's all part of that same platform. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing with TikTok, why I didn't download it. Because a lot of my friends are addicted to it and I did not want to become addicted. So it was just easier not to have the app on my phone. But the thing with Instagram is that I had the app on my phone already. So like I just find myself sometimes just like swiping over to Reels because it's already there. So like that's great in one way, but in the other way, I don't think anyone will ever think of it as TikTok because it's not its own independent app.
1: Yeah. Uh, also like, I, okay, personally, like I couldn't actually find my way into Reels. The only way I find into Reels, I don't know if this is the actual way you get to it, is you go to the Explore page and you hit Reels.
0: Yeah, that's how you do it.
1: That's so, I hate that. Like- the one thing I love about TikTok is that I open it. It's full page TikTok. Yeah. And then I can even go to my following tab and like see my my the creators that I'm following and see their reels. Or like, sorry, they see their TikToks, which I loved in TikTok. But in Instagram, you go to, through your following page and you only see like, the, you may see the mix of pictures and videos, yeah. the reels and everything. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, it needs to all be integrated into one. Like, your videos now should just be reels. Like, they shouldn't let you just post videos.
0: I know. It's kind of, and I don't know if you listened to Marquez's uh, new podcast episode, but he had someone from Facebook on, and he was like, he did a game with him, like, should it be a reel, a story, a live, or an Instagram TV? Because those are all, like, the different video methods. Yeah. And every single one that that, uh, Marquez said, almost, uh, the guy was like, reels. So I think that they could end up phasing the other ones out, but they were saying Instagram TV is more episodic, like, longer form, multiple episodes, and then reels is, like, sharing a quick moment, or, like... A cool thing. But the one thing that I really like that obviously you've already experienced on TikTok is that the algorithm seems to really know what I like. Mm-hmm. Like on Reels, I get a lot of travel based videos, I get a lot of tech stuff, and then I also get some comedy. And most of the stuff I'm actually really interested in. Like I saw a video, it was called the TikTok sandwich, mm-hmm. which is funny because it was on Reels. <laughs> and it was like making a sandwich. Um, it was like an egg sandwich, but what they did is they put the eggs in the pan first and then put the bread over it and then like flip the egg into it. And it oh. was like,
1: I saw it on t- I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool. I tried it. It was really good actually. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential for reels, but you're not as sold on it.
1: Wait, so here's the thing. I'm not sold on it because I feel like okay, so here's the thing. Like I've been we both been on Instagram for years, right? So like our like a lot of the stuff that it's giving me is a lot of the stuff that I look on for Instagram. Like I go on Instagram and I look at like amazing photography. Okay. I, I love photography. I'm not amazing at it by any means. Like a friend literally hit me hit me up today and was like, Hey, can you do a photo shoot for me tomorrow? I need it for a club that I want to apply to. Like I want to model for a club. And I was like, uh like i can take pictures but i don't know how to tell you how to model like i can take pictures but like i don't know how to tell you to model
0: yeah oh my god i'm the worst with like being like oh like maybe tilt your head a little like i i don't know it's tough yeah it,
1: it's weird it's it's like it's like i don't i don't feel like i'm in the right place to tell anyone like oh yeah like um yeah just like break your back a little bit like i don't want to say that like that's weird yeah but yeah no so like in that sense a lot of my reels now are just like photography or like video or travel and stuff like that and i'm like I was on TikTok a lot for the comedy and for the dancing. Because like, one unknown thing about me is I actually love to dance. What? I mean, I'm trash at it. Like, I'm trash at dancing. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so, like, I am Indian. So, like, when I grew up, I was doing Bollywood dancing for a really long time. I used to perform a lot. With okay. like, my sister and my cousin and, like, uh, my other cousin. Like, we all used to perform a ton. Wow. And, like, I love Bollywood dancing. And I love just dancing in general as a result. That's why, like, whenever I'm at school, I love going to the clubs. Because like whenever I go to the clubs, I can just dance.
0: I didn't know that. So
1: then I, I'm on TikTok and I, I, I love watching the dances because I love thinking like, okay, wait, can I do that? Like, is that possible? I mean, most of the TikTok dances are like thirst traps, not going to lie, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: a little bit. But like, it's like interesting because I like dancing. I like to see the form of it. That's why like watching Charlie D'Amelio or like Addison Ray do like dances that they're creating or like other dances like that. I think are really interesting because it's impressive. I like to see the choreography.
0: Well, can you do them?
1: No. Not in the slightest. I tried doing uh, one of them, but it was a thirst trap one. And <laughs> like, I look like it. I look so dumb. Look, like, my new interest in stuff too, like into comedy, into music, music creation and stuff. Like I see all that on TikTok because I've only had it for like seven months. So like it's- So it knows you. It's calibrating to my current self. Now Instagram is calibrated to my old self. How do I find those new creators? Because therefore you page sucks. Because it's only the stuff I've been looking at for years. It's nothing new.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what mine is as well. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, I'm, I'm doing a hard transition here. All I don't good. want this episode to become too long. Yeah. Um, let's do stuff we like this week. Hey. Yeah, this is my all-time favorite segment of the podcast. So
1: I love the segment too. Yeah, it's a good segment.
0: All right, start us out, Darsh. What's something you like this week?
1: All right, so I talked about this last week. So while I have been working, I've been listening to a ton of podcasts. Of course, listening to my own because I am narcissistic. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> No, no, like literally, like every time we have to go through like a, like a re-listen to one, like one of the episodes, I literally just like, dude, I literally just listen to it while I'm working. And like call it a day.
0: Yeah, smart.
1: But I did start listening to a couple new ones that I thought are really interesting and to share with you guys. uh, One of which is Mom's Basement. It's essentially just a group of guys who just I think they do it over Zoom as well right now because of COVID. And they basically just chill and talk about stuff they would have talked about as kids in their basement. It's really immature. It's kind of just like funny, kind of cool. Yeah, it's like just it's just like super relaxed and super chill. I really like it. What
0: about uh, not a Drake podcast? You listen to that one as well? Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, it's basically just a hip hop podcast. It's about like uh, the hip hop culture in Toronto. They talk a little bit about Drake, but it's a lot about just like how. pop has been built and like has grown uh around Toronto but besides like what I've been listening to because I've been listening to just a ton of podcasts is my main day-to-day stuff what, what's been with you like what have you been what's some stuff you like this week
0: yeah um one of the main ones was Mr who's the boss I've been watching him for a really long time but like I watched a bunch of his videos in a row that was really cool I'm also really digging the note 20 Ultra which is here uh the camera is just so incredibly impressive the video on it is unreal like it's so good honestly so i'm really impressed with that and then i also have been listening to the Colin and Samir podcast they just like came back and then they also posted a new video do you see the video with SeatGeek?
1: that was that was actually the video that influenced me like that was like my like, turning point for me and my channel really i was like i loved watching a video like this i want to make videos like this i want to do breakdowns of like things that i'm interested in yeah. and that's like what, a lot of what i watch on tiktok too it's like breakdowns of stocks breakdowns on like net worths and like how people make their money which i think is really really interesting
0: yeah that everything about them like they're just so good so i like their videos a lot but i think that we're hitting our record limit for both our cameras and also how much we want to listen to this and how much you guys probably want to listen to this so
1: that is true my camera did just turn off again
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know it's literally just going to be me now on the channel in terms of video until this thing heads off but thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode um we really appreciate you I'm absolutely stoked about the video aspect of it. Although, of course, we've had to pause like four times because the cameras keep shutting off.
1: Um, So the second week that we're doing it, so it's definitely going to be kinks. We have to work out over time, figuring out the best practices to do all this. But yeah, I do think it's kind of hitting the end. I think we're hitting around like 50 minutes long in this podcast now.
0: No. Uh, yeah, I
1: don't want to hit that hour. So I,
0: I, love, I love it in the moment, but then when we have to like cut it off and like listen to it, like Luke is cutting it up, but when we have to like listen to it and catch mistakes, it just it takes a long time. We want to get these out to you quickly.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Luke. I, ho- I hope you enjoyed this episode though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, let us know what you guys want to hear about in the next episode and let us know what you're thinking of the YouTube channel if you're checking it out on the YouTube channel. Darsh, great catching up with you again.
1: Always great catching up with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Also, huge thank you to deal Constantine for our intro and outro music. And of course... Huge thank you to our editor, Luke, who has not only been doing the editing for the audio portion of the podcast, but also the video portion. He's been fantastic. Definitely check him out also in the show notes. He
0: is incredible.
1: Yeah, we like, we praise him every day now. Like literally every time we message him, we're like, Luke, yeah. you're fantastic. Like <laughs> yeah. we put so much work on this guy and he kills it.
0: Literally, I was like, Luke, we love you. <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. It's 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 honestly insane. He's a huge support for the podcast. Would not be able to do it without him. He's part of our Technically Speaking team. So like, yeah, we really do appreciate everything that he does. Yeah,
0: for sure. All right, I'll talk to you next week.
1: Yeah. I'll talk to you next week. Peace, guys.